0: Thank you for listening to the Move the Stairs podcast. I'm Diane Mulligan with my colleagues, Sarah Beatty and Jordan Sherman. And you may be wondering, what does Move the Stairs mean?
1: It's our philosophy. How we look at every challenge as an opportunity.
0: When you move the stairs, you take the steps other people might not. Creating customer loyalty, nurturing great relationships with the media, and building a resilient CBD, hemp, and medical marijuana brand. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we'll talk with the brightest minds,
2: the savviest business leaders and reporters in the CBD, hemp and medical marijuana space.
1: You'll learn how Brand Protection PR can help your CBD, hemp or medical marijuana business stand head and shoulders above your competitors.
0: And you'll be on your way to making the most of any challenge. That's what we call Move the Stairs. Let's get started. Well, hello, and welcome
2: to Move the Stairs, episode sixty-six. And guys, today we're live. This is so fun. We're so glad that everybody is joining us
0: today for this live recording of the Move the Stairs conversation. We're also so excited because we are going to be joined by Franny Tacey uh, from Franny's Pharmacy to talk about how she's building a resilient CBD and THC brand. Franny has eight stores many in the Southeast, and one in Connecticut, which also sells recreational THC. She was recently interviewed by our friend, Kristen Nichols, who you all know from MJ Business Daily, about what Franny sees as the future of CBD stores and more and more um, how things are going to change as states start approving more and more recreational cannabis. So we're going to talk to her about how important it is for CBD businesses to create superior customer loyalty while differentiating themselves, which is so important, um, by morphing into hybrid experiences, uh, selling hemp products alongside THC products.
2: Well, and if you go to Franny's website, which you should, because there's lots of great information on there, and that's FranniesPharmacy.com. You will see that she is a thought leader, and that's a term that we talk about all the time. And what one of the things that that means is that she is constantly interviewed by reporters, and we're going to learn how she positioned herself as part of our insider media relations discussion.
1: And then, lastly, it's clear that Franny's a visionary, we just uh, talked about how she's a thought leader. Um, in the cannabis space. So we're going to talk to her about where she sees the industry moving here in the next six months, because it almost feels like right on the edge, like right on the precipice of some big changes potentially happening. So she's going to talk about some challenges and some opportunities that you should be considering so that you can build a resilient CBD brand. And that's going to round out our conversation for today. So why don't we bring Franny into the studio? Hey, hi Franny, how are you? Hello,
3: hello. I am fantastic. I'm at MJ Impact here in New York City right now. So we're having a really big and deep, grasping life-changing conversations about where this industry is going because it's changing all the time and it's us that are moving it in the right direction. So
1: Absolutely. I mean there there are so many states that are Um, changing laws and regulations. And uh, the FDA uh, came out today and said, yep, we got to be doing more. Um, So it it almost feels like we are just so close to some massive changes here in the industry. And we're so glad that you're here to talk to us about that, um, because it's important to be planning now for what's going to be happening in the future. So Sarah, take it away
3: well yeah it is really important as a multi-state operator we're in six states we have 15 dispensaries we are franchising so some of these issues that we've got a lot of legacy people that deal with on state to state i mean for us is it's federal it's big what is most important right now is that we are combining and collaborating within our industry to move everything forward so it's um It's amazing. This is the hustle and bustle and this is on a private investor's floor. This is like above the expo and we're all the speakers. We've had national speakers here and we're all talking about what we get to talk about right here, where are we going? What's the future of CBD and hemp? There is an amazing market for all cannabis products and we'll see that go beyond CBD and hemp. But right now we have major big legislative issues to address.
2: Oh my gosh, Franny, you've got so much cooking and it's so evident how you are dedicated to the whole industry, but I want to start out with something that is really of concern, I would think, for every single cannabis industry business, which is... Building customer loyalty. Like you're not a business unless you have customers streaming in the door and coming back to you. And one of the reasons we wanted to talk to you today is because you are so passionate, obviously, about cannabis and believe in providing your customers with education and in addition to the high quality products that you have. So, can you talk about your customers and Who your target audience is and why did you go after that particular target audience?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, customers are are everything. And we're in a new era of customers too, in that they're more conscientious consumers. And I think we absolutely naturally attract who we are. So we have different ways we make revenues between e-com, wholesale, retail, our retail stores and franchises. And you know, e-comm, all these different ways. But our customers are loyal. That's what we count on. And that is because it's a trusted brand. They didn't even know anything. They just didn't know a lot about it. But we've been leading the industry in self-regulating. And because it's an unregulated industry, this is one way Women have a lot of battles out there, you know. We're, you know, equal pay and all this other stuff, but we are definitely more trustworthy in this industry, as we see. And that is the the customers we targeted, that we attract. You know, twenty five to fifty five women are our major consumers and most repeat customers online. Well, and and, it's and customers. it's so
0: exciting to see women in the space, and you know, in the in the whole. Uh, cannabis space, we're still a serious minority. So um, I'm thrilled to see you as a thought leader representing us so well and so beautifully. So I'm interested in how your ideas on developing customer loyalty have evolved over the years. For instance, you know, you have a great way of telling your story, like the story you told uh, Cannabis Products Magazine about how you really delved into the cocoa market uh, to understand a to understand that market before you recently launched your new bonbon line of infused chocolates. So how important is storytelling in really pulling those customers in and developing that loyalty?
3: Well, I mean, first of all, the basis of all of that is being authentic. So I was in pharmaceuticals and then I bought a farm. So that's why we say Franny's Pharmacy, F-A-R-M-A-C-Y. So that's where the story really launched. And I love what you're talking about. It's all about stories. So it came to my awareness as I love dark chocolate. I mean, that's my, that is my daily treat. What is really behind the chocolate industry. And I just was like, what is going on? Ended up researching. I was like, I've got to find the best chocolatiers. It's Mm -hmm. one of the things that Franny that I do. I love mentors. I'm going to go find the best and learn from them. So we found Fritz, who comes from over a century of chocolatiers, wow. to go and search and find. fair. I needed fair trade chocolate and fair trade packaging. So as part of our B Corp, another story, another aligned in values, and another something being authentic. If y'all don't know about B Corp, look it up. It's an international certification. that says this company gives back, that we do things differently. And it is very comprehensive to be able to get that certification. But that's the story. We went to Nepal. So our fair trade chocolate comes from Nepal, our fair trade packaging, and our textile brand that's about to come out with purses and backpacks, some other specialty items are being sewn by women on sewing machines in Nepal. In October, we'll be filming the documentary on that. That's what we do. We just make people love us because they want to know more. Like, what is she up to? (laughs) uh, You know, I am three. I have grown children. And, you know, it is nothing about other than the experience and education and having fun. You know, I had a forestry degree. My master's was in education. My Smithsonian Institute PhD coursework was about teaching. So this is what I love. I've been doing it forever you know my whole life so I think that makes a big bit huge difference you know I'm here in a conference and everybody's competing on something I'm like nobody's ever seen Franny they broke the mold right (laughs) and I mean this is why they call me the Franny force because I'm so curious and when there were no answers I just got to figure it out we love that.
0: We call it yes. moving the stairs. That's what you do, Franny. We're Absolutely.
1: So, <laughs> so I, I love the, the kind of food metaphor we've got going here, Franny. So, you know, what is the secret sauce to coming up with a customer loyalty? Are you seeing it more with the purpose-driven products, like you mentioned, with the bonbons? And if so, how do you make sure that your franchisees are, you know, extending those same values so that they're representing your brand as a whole. You know, how how are you making sure that they can replicate the hard work that you've put into it?
3: I love that question. I love that question. First and foremost, I'm really glad that we attract what we are and we're mirrors. So one of my biggest self-love aspects is to look and love the people that work with me and those are our franchisees. There is a only even qualify for the eligibility and out of that only about 3% are even accepted. We didn't want to do what was big. These people that got into it just for the money, they opened hundreds of stores and they've closed hundreds of stores. Mm -hmm. Again, we build it on the story. Two of our franchisees in North Carolina and the most recent one in Alpharetta, they're pharmacists that backs up our brand because they are the most they need to make sure everything, they are going to check us out deeper than anybody has. We have another one that's a high-end designer. We incorporate hemp wood into our franchise models, into our dispensary designs. So who we work with, we have an amazing couple um, that's launching in Florida that is opening into the Spanish-speaking community. And it's our franchisees are the story. I have them speak. People say, oh, are you Franny? And the answer is yes, but you can call me Sandra or you can call me whatever you want. We are all Frannies. My name has been Francis until I was 45. Frannies is a brand and what it stands for is these values and mission and our franchisees are the best examples of it.
2: Love that. Oh my gosh, just such enthusiasm. You're such a joy to talk to. Absolutely. We love it. So Franny, Francis, Franny, um, <laughs> one of the things that, that we specialize in is um, insider media relations. And, you know, it's sort of hard, hard to understand what that is, but, you know, being prepared for, for every media opportunity and taking advantage of it. And from Fred ta- TED Talks to network news shows to industry publications You find the time while building this incredible business to focus on that kind of insider media relations outreach. So tell us why you put such a priority
3: on that kind of media outreach. Well, third party endorsements are the best anyway. That is the best. I do not pay for advertising to go tell anybody that I am the best. It is most important because the media and press, and I tell everybody, just like I said earlier, find a mentor, find a, that's what franchising does. Media and press is so important because it builds your reputation and the trust factor. So, my key to being able to get media all the time is it's never about me. It's never about me, it's chocolate and stuff. It's about a story. It's about the people that we partner with. It's about the community that's supporting us to do the packaging. And then because it's so much about the movement, the mission, the message that people like it and I get the press opportunities. That's why I say, be authentic. And this is why women are really making a huge impact out there because they really are more mission driven than money driven. Sometimes to our detriment, but you know, and that could be a little stereotypical, but I'm in it. I'm in it. And I am one of those people.
1: So, Franny, did you have a mentor that, you know, told you initially right from the get go as you were getting your business off the ground that, hey, media is really important. You should go after it. Or is this something that um, kind of came into focus for you over the years that you've decided to prioritize this and say, yes, this is going to be a great third party? Um, recognition, and trust-building exercise for your company?
3: Well, um, I'm not self-professed much, but I came from uh, decades in the most competitive sales and marketing force in pharmaceuticals. I kind of know what's going on. I was running a 10 million marketing territory beforehand. And when I was the first female to touch a seed and put that legally in North Carolina, I had a story and I knew it. And I've built this from the beginning on my brand. And I've grown my business like a plant with strong roots. That's why I'm here. And 90% of the businesses that did what I did when I started from 2015 in this industry are gone. They weren't growing it like a plant. I've always known this is the way to do it. This is the way This is the way for me to do it. That's why I put my name on the brand. So it's always been part of that. But a lot of... You know, a lot of people don't want that role. They don't have the voice that, you know, businesses are structured many, many, many ways. And because I also have this farm, it's so authentic. I was like, this is a story worth telling. You know, I've got story upon story upon story. And that's how we learn. And so I always knew that I had an obligation to stand up to be my very best. And ain't nothing like putting your name on something yeah. to make you walk your talk to
0: Absolutely. every degree. Yeah. I love that. Well, and so you've had tons of experience now with the media, but I'm wondering if you've had any unusual media experiences um, that you'd like to share Because there are people out there that are so afraid of things that can happen. And sometimes the unusual ones are the ones that turn out to be the
3: best. Uh, Or, well, I mean, one of the funniest is last year I got hit national press everywhere for my revival of retail. And that is because we did something that Forbes came out and said, is she crazy or is she a genius of giving our franchisees a piece of the online business? It's a great idea right they do digital marketing it builds the brand it gives them another income stream so smart right well and it took us six months in web development to bring it out wow but they would not interview me and give me questions and let me respond to them only live so that Ooh. says in media why we people need Companies and press people to help them through this. I made a mistake early on and went live, and I ended up crying. My dad died two weeks before I planted Aww. my first crop, and he was a farmer. He died on a tractor accident. The press knew this somehow. They capitalized on it, and you know I was caught off guard. Of and, course. Yeah, so that was all. I was like, oh, I really didn't really want to cry on national TV, and I almost did at the end of my TED talk as well. So. Um, so there's, there's funny things, but Forbes. And so that's what I thought was interesting. Would only conduct a live interview. So I found out that is not, I was like, they're setting me up. I found out the attorney said they might be setting you up. I would not do that. And I pat- turned that down because I do know there is no one silver bullet that makes anybody famous, that does anything again, it has to be authentic. I've been doing this my whole lifetime. You know, when I was a kid, they called me nature mama. And when I was in forestry school, you know, and then in pharmaceuticals, they called me the hippie in high heels. (laughs) It's just what I do. I mean, thank God for cannabis and being in the cannabis space. It's how I made 4.0s through all these accelerated degrees.
0: I love that. I love that. Yeah, me too.
3: Amen for cannabis. Well, the other thing I would say to you
0: is those tears, when you talk about authenticity, Depending on where those tears came, they may just have done even more for your authenticity. So I'm just throwing that out there. Um, anyway, so it's a good thing. So, Jordan, let's look ahead. What are we doing next week?
1: Yeah, next week, episode 67, our next uh, Move the Stairs podcast. We're going to have Greg Wilson of Hempwood. So that's going to be really exciting. Now for what I always look forward to, Franny, when we have guests on is... Um, talking about brand resiliency, and you mentioned it earlier in the podcast. There have been people who have opened 100 stores, and they have closed 100 stores. So, one of the things that we try to help our clients with is turning every challenge into an opportunity and polishing their brand reputations. Which yours is stellar, by the way. So, how do you go about, you know, um, you know, trying to protect your brand from the expected? We're going to dive into that here in this segment, Sarah.
2: Yeah. And I mean, Franny, it's just so obvious from anyone who who knows you or just anyone who might be exposed to you yeah. for the first time today um, that you are a thought leader, somebody at the forefront of the industry. And ha- talk about how that status helps build your business and, and differentiates your business from so many others that are out there.
3: I mean, it is a very... It, it all goes back to some of the stuff that we've been building on, but absolutely as a thought leader, it has not been comfort. I had to go outside of my comfort zone and be authentic to what my message is to help people. And so actually PR, our PR person has been amazing. This is the type of things that y'all do. People that are finding the right opportunities for you to speak in an authentic way and in an authentic place. So I do speak all over the country for cannabis, and it is now about building your brand and retail, but it gives the credibility again, like we were talking about third party endorsements. You don't get to be on a stage or talk to people if you have not learned the hard way. So there's nobody up there that's that's what my claim to fame is. I said, I'm gonna tell you, I'm the perfect example of what to do and what not to do. And I am all tell you. So um, it's really part of building the trust and loyalty. Our franchises love that. And actually, because of our brand, our franchisees are now able to be on stage and talk about what it means to be in a vertically integrated brand. What does it mean to bring a product to market? You know, these are really important lessons. It's very important for me to tell other people, if I can do it, you can do it. But it's not business as usual. And it sure shit, It's not as easy as you think it might be.
0: <laughs> exactly. And and you know, I think that authenticity <clears throat> and being up there on stage really is a differentiator for you. And that's, that's a great thing. And as a thought leader, you're going to get med- media calls for both positive and negative stories. So I'm interested in how you handle the tough questions. And have you had any recent situations where you turned
3: a potentially negative story into something positive? Well, that is my really specialty. I, I mean, everything, they, at one point they were like, is it, is it toxic positivity? And I was like, absolutely not. I'm optimistic. There you it's go. not like I'm ridiculously positive.
1: Right. And I'm
3: optimistic because I have seen how I operate in this space. North Carolina was the only state that banned smokable hemp or that was able to overcome smokable hemp outside the court system. Right. You know, we're doing things differently. So um, it is it is funny. I definitely have a few people out there that are out to um, create the negative press, but it always backfires. And this and that's when I learned um, all press is good press, you know. Because oh. I've definitely got some of that. They're like, again, is she crazy or is she a genius? And, uh, we went crazy through, smart. Um, you go. <laughs> <a merger laughs> before COVID this was when everybody had hemp fever, everybody was going to get rich, right, right before mm-hmm. COVID. And we had companies looking to buy us and it was very interesting. It's out for a brand it's out for a brand it's not a product everybody wants a story so how do you create your story and every story in this it's like somebody in their family was sick and there's you know the charlotte charlotte's Web capture that story it's kind of over for everybody else okay it's not that's not going to inspire somebody live your message okay i mean i've had I've been on the brink of having everything taken away from me by the DEA, the government flying over my farm and, you know, people that I'd gotten into business with. That's the stuff. That's real. This ain't easy people. And people love to know you're struggling. And I'm like, well, you know, I just make it look good because guess what? It's all a game. It doesn't matter. Not taking any of it with me. When I leave, i got nothing to do, but take risk. doesn't matter does it I think, matter. Do don't you think to
0: people do? people really um, they want to support the underdog? That seems to be kind of the American way. So when you're talking and you're out there, um, and you know you get that question, such as you know basically in the MJ Biz story, it was are all CBD companies going to go under when recreational hemp is legalized nationally? You just did such a beautiful job of really talking about your story, but also talking about embracing the change. I thought
3: that was really great. Well, thank you. I mean, it's true. What we're looking to do is destigmatize and legalize all cannabis, Mm -hmm. just like fruits and vegetables. Some people like some of them, but most people don't like all of them. There's all sorts of things that cannabis does. It is the only plant that can feed, close shelter and provide medicine. 450,000 plants out there, that's me, and, and from agriculture, only one, only one cannabis has a plant that has receptors in our body. This is about a bigger issue that is about people being able to control their own health, be able to do things for themselves, and be empowered. We not only need to free the plant, we need to free our mind and free ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: You know, Franny, you, you travel all over the country. You talk. You have, you know, uh, you have many stores in different states. So you are uh, certainly well informed when it comes to state regulations and certainly federal regulations. So, what are you focusing on here um, over the next six months in terms of challenges and opportunities when it comes to Franny's Pharmacy?
3: I love that question. So you know multi-state operator north carolina virginia georgia right now and south carolina we've got some big issues that we are battling legislatively with this june 30th deadline so that is some of my stuff that is going on in that region we are sure to get it clarified i sat on the board of the fda almost two years and after the second year they were no further along than they were in the first okay so I could tell y'all one thing right now, FDA is not doing anything this year. It will remain an unregulated market, which means that there is a lot of room for business, uh-huh, a lot, an illegal business. So we've also just applied for our THC license, um, recreational and a hybrid medical model in Connecticut. So we are optimistic. There's a lot of people that applied and we can see that there's always going to be challenges, but that'll be our first state that we're rolling out uh, THC in. So my biggest push though is federally. So again, being on the FDA and being one of the first in North Carolina, we're only one of five states that now is not under a state plan. We're under the federal government plan, right. the USDA. So we're only one of five states. So just like I was at the beginning for North Carolina, that's where I am for the federal government right now, pushing it on all levels. We talk to the Senate. We're in D.C. We have support lobbyists. That's where we need, because everybody else is really focused on state levels now. So I just have to do both. Then
1: it's a lot of work that you're doing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and again, remember, Frannie, it's a collective. It's not me. Okay. So, And I always say, I, me, us, we. We are all the same.
0: I love that. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. This is is just a great interview, Franny, And we just so enjoyed having you on the Move the Stairs podcast today.
3: Well, it was such a pleasure. And I hope y'all enjoyed all this. This is the Investors Hall at MJ Impact. And thank you so much.
0: You bet. Have a fabulous day. And I hope it's a very productive day for you as well.
3: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Well, can you
2: imagine any better ambassador for the whole wow. industry than Franny? I mean, it may be, I can't remember the, you know, I, we, us
0: thing that you said, but I, we, us, they, there you go. Th- thank you. I, we, us. <laughs> I mean,
2: it just, um, But but she is such an exuberant face of the industry. And, you know, first and foremost, and you heard it throughout all of the the different things that we talk about, but that authenticity, um, you know, I don't think there's any bigger component of building customer loyalty than being authentic and telling your own story.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, And, you know, part of that story is it's never about her. You know, it's it's about the the purpose-driven products that that um, her brand is producing. And, um, you know, what's the story behind that? Diane, you brought up the, uh, the Bon Bon story, which was just awesome. You know, how Franny went in, did the research, said, you know, if I'm going to do this, I've got to do it right. And that's a story. And to have that ability to... Um, You know, look for the 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 needle in the haystack, which you're doing differently than other people. And then knowing the importance of uh, being able to communicate that um, with media and press uh, is just a really unique talent that Franny has and has performed really, really well.
0: And, you know, she talked. I loved how she said that her business was growing like a plant, but it had to have strong roots. I just thought that was very, very cool. Um, and how optimistic she is! Um, it's not toxic pessim or um, positivity; it's optimism. Mm-hmm. And finally, how she's really looking to the future and constantly positioning her company so that they have a plan. They're ready to take advantage of opportunities, but they're also prepared to move quickly in the face of any challenges, which is so much what brand protection is about. And so much so that you don't have to be one of those hundreds of companies that started and is no longer around. That's mm-hmm. why Franny has um, been here for so long and is making such a difference in the industry that she gives back to on a daily basis as she builds her company. So it was just a fabulous, fabulous day.
2: Well, thank you again to our special guest, Franny Tacey, for joining us on the Move the Stairs podcast. And thank you for joining us. I hope some people popped in live or watched us on YouTube or are catching this later uh, or on the podcast, man. We're everywhere. Uh, But join us again soon. We can't wait to have you join us for the next all-new episode of the Move the Stairs podcast. We'll see you soon.
0: Thank you again for listening to the Move the Stairs podcast. You may be wondering where the phrase move the stairs comes from. It's my life's mantra and MNC's commitment to our clients. It's a nod to a defining moment in my television news career. You know, in news, you have to be first with the story, no excuses. And one night I had to get the first TV news interview with a senatorial candidate after he accepted the nomination on stage. I noticed the stairs leading off the stage were taking the candidate directly to my competitors, but what could I do? So I looked around and I noticed the stairs were on wheels. I walked over and bolted the stairs and moved them so the candidate walked off the stage right to my team first. At MNC Communications, our years in the media taught us there's always a way to move the stairs to make the best possible outcome happen for our clients.